The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. It is Wednesday, September 7th. The Kansas City Chiefs take the practice field this afternoon to begin preparations for their Sunday night football matchup against the New York Jets. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sween, did you know that the reach of Taylor Swift meant that a 41 to 10 week three blowout between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chicago Bears meant that it would be the number one watched NFL game across the entirety of week three? Yeah, I did. I did. It, 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 uh, it, it's brought in a entire new fan base of folks that I mean, I, I don't want to call every they call them Swifties. I don't want to call every every Swifty not an NFL fan, but uh, for those and the percentage of them that were not, they were all tuned in because it just was new access to Taylor Swift. I think they showed her, what, five to 10 to 15 times during the broadcast with uh, Donna Kelsey, Mrs. Kelsey. And so I, I believe it. I believe it. This is a person with a worldwide fan base. Uh, you know, I've talked about how it's over – 270 million Instagram followers approaching 280 million. And so at any time uh, there is a word that she's going to one of these games, I, I think, you, you know, I think you might start consistently beating the Cowboys, uh, <laughs> which is unheard of. Uh, and, and I don't know going into the NFL season, any NFL season, if I, I could, tell you that there was any chance anyone would ever beat the Cowboys if you don't know for by the way the Cowboys just historically um are the team that gets all the top ratings of the games because they truly are America's team and have fans everywhere and that's just always been the case since you know the inception of the NFL but I think the Chiefs have a chance to overtake them now 
uh, with this whole situation, which is unbelievable to say. It's 24.3 million people watched that garbage Chiefs-Bears game. And I know everybody in Kansas City loved that performance. And you love a good blowout win where you dominate from start to finish. But that being the most watched NFL game across week three is absolutely mind-blowing. Travis Kelsey's jersey sales went up 400% after Sunday's game. It's just... I, I feel like Clark Hunt and the NFL owe Kelsey some residual checks or something for this viewership increase that the Chiefs are seeing right now. Yeah, and I I wonder if it continues on Sunday. And we don't even know if she'll be at the Sunday game. I, I believe she has residence in, in New York, so I think there's actually a better chance than it might be if it was another Kansas City game or, like, let's say a game in Jacksonville. Uh, so – I wonder how much the ratings are up on Sunday Night Football, which, again, is a bad matchup now without Aaron Rodgers, just in the anticipation that she might be there. I bet you they're going to be up again. So it's just it's wild times in, in, in the NFL and certainly here in, in Kansas City. Yeah, it is absolutely insane to think that this Chiefs team with the best player in all of the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, Hall of Fame tight end Travis Kelsey, that has won two Super Bowls, been to three Super Bowls, and apparently they still haven't hit their ceiling of popularity. So there's millions of people across the country right now that are getting introduced to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I totally agree with you. Like, if this relationship lasts and, and Taylor Swift continues to come to football games, like, we might see an ascension here for the Kansas City Chiefs, and they might not ever play a noon game ever again. Pete, like that, that might just be oh, over. Well, you, know, you mentioned how the NFL might owe Taylor some residual checks. This whole thing about Travis Kelsey taking less money to play with Mahomes. I mean, Clark Hunt has got to be thinking maybe we should give this guy the salary he deserves, and maybe more than that, because it it is just worldwide exposure that you would have never, ever, ever, ever gotten uh, had this not taking place as fast as we can. Yeah, it's the impact has been unbelievable so far for the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's been incredible to watch. And I, as somebody who loves movies and music and books and, and just pop culture and entertainment, like even I underestimated the impact of this whole thing. And it's been incredible to follow and watch. But we do have a football game to talk about this week. So Let's get into that a little bit as the Kansas City Chiefs take on the New York Jets on Sunday Night Football. You mentioned Zach Wilson, who uh, since Aaron Rodgers went down uh, in the first few plays of week one, Zach Wilson has stepped in and looked like he is the absolute worst starting quarterback in the NFL. So that that New York Jets defense is still a handful. They can still be a problem. So the Chiefs still have to take care of business there. This is a much more talented team than the team that they just faced in the Chicago Bears. But they take the practice field on Wednesday. And after last week's injury report, hopefully we see some more guys uh, back in the mix and hopefully not dealing with anything nagging. I expect to see Legereus Sneed probably limited again. Uh, hopefully Kadarius Tony, Isaiah Pacheco are, are back fully in the mix. And then Nick Bolton, who missed last week's contest, hopefully we get an update on him. Hopefully we see him back in the mix on Wednesday's practice. Yeah, I tend to think that the Chiefs are relatively healthy here. Uh, and I I think the only worry, big worry right now to me, is 
Prince Tega Winogo. I'm curious about Nick Bolton. I'm also curious about Kadarius Tony, who was supposedly supposed to play you know, a handful of snaps this game. I think he only had two. So we'll see about him. I mean, when it's crazy. When are we talking about injuries that we're not talking about Kadarius Tony? It seems like we talk about him more than, than not in that regard. So we'll see about what, what his status is. But yeah, this is a Jets team. I kind of feel bad. I think when you have a team that's the hard knocks team, you start to get to know them a little bit more. And I think that Zach Wilson was actually showing signs of like promise, not promise necessarily this year, but maybe in the future, like he was maybe going to really benefit from one of those Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes, 2017 type of years, just learning from Aaron Rodgers, not having the pressure of having to be the guy, like maybe he could have stepped up in one game, two games if, if necessary, if Rodgers were injured or something like that. Then you have the season ending injury, and what was supposed to be a, a fix year for Wilson, where, again, the pressure was off and maybe he can reset and, and become a starter sometime in the future, maybe two, three years down the line. He's just now thrown back into the fire and it's just clearly not ready. And that's something that the Jets learned last year. Uh, so it, it was interesting to me that they didn't go out and get a Matt Ryan or they didn't go out and get a Carson Wentz. They just decided to roll with Zach, which to me looks like a mistake right now. This week, they went and got a clear backup in Trevor Simeon. Chiefs fans should know and know Trevor Simeon well from the in-division games they played. He started three games for the Broncos uh, against the Chiefs, 0-3 with a less than 50% completion percentage. So uh, even if they decide to pivot from Wilson midway through this game, uh, I don't think there's a ton of worry uh, at the opposite quarterback position. Yeah, right now, Zach Wilson takes longer to throw than any other quarterback in the NFL. And he's actually up there with players like Deshaun Watson, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes. The difference being those three quarterbacks have good offensive lines and the Jets do not have a good offensive line. So Zach Wilson should be getting rid of the ball, but he does not get rid of the ball. Leads to a lot of sacks, leads to a lot of turnovers, bad plays, and things like that. So I agree with you. I think... He would have benefited a lot from sitting behind Aaron Rodgers this season, but the Jets are in this situation and the Jets don't seem to be doing much to get out of it. So it's their season's kind of in the tank with Aaron Rodgers going down. And it's unfortunate to see because this is a team that I think could have been a legitimate contender this season. That being said. Yeah, just a quick point. And it's just. It's amazing that the Chiefs are in this place because I think they, a lot of people thought the Bears would potentially be a year ahead, myself included. I've said that before. They are not. Uh, and I think everyone thought the Jets were a Super Bowl contender, and suddenly uh, they are not. And you're getting reports out of ESPN that the team is ready to implode because they don't like Robert Sala's you know, stark support of Zach Wilson right now. And so for the second weekend in a row, you're, you're kind of facing a team that is – in disaster mode <laughs> so it's been a fortunate break for the chiefs i feel like sometimes especially with kansas city it feels like it, it goes the other way for them in, in these types of situations but they've been gifted some bad situations and and what should be because of the way the team is playing you know that that easy win and we should hear from andy reed and patrick mahomes on wednesday maybe we'll hear from travis kelsey uh we don't know about that one that one's not confirmed but andy reed and patrick mahomes speak Every week on Wednesday, so we'll have that from the podium for you later this after the afternoon. But um, something that we talked about on Monday that I think has kind of gone under the radar outside of people who cover the team and kind of outside of just NFL media are Andy Reid kind of doubling down on his comments uh, about the penalties on Jawan Taylor. And I know you thought that 
Andy Reid could possibly get fined for that because the NFL does not like it when coaches publicly criticize officiating. Even Patrick Mahomes admitted that he thinks it's ridiculous and unfair now. And I'm just kind of curious how this plays out if we do see the NFL kind of dial things back against Jawan Taylor. Because one thing that is truly apparent right now is that he is legitimately being targeted and being singled out when uh, supposedly at, uh, in the middle of the game, when they benched Jawan Taylor and put Prince Teguanogo in the game, they had Donovan Smith in, they were instructing them to line up a little further back to see if it would get called. And it didn't. So I have to imagine Andy Reid's probably going to get fined by the NFL, but that's something we should be paying close attention to this week as well. Yeah, I wonder about that. I think the NFL has to find him just because they need to keep the precedent that no coach, no matter if it's a first-year coach or what is it, Andy Reid, a 22-year uh, head coach, you know, that applies under the same rules. But I think you might also see them laying off Juwan Taylor a little bit, which is what the point was. And so I think both things are coming this week, and, and that's one of the reasons why Andy Reid is called a player's coach. Uh, he doesn't just speak on officiating without purpose. He really wants to see it some some change there and if he has to eat some dollars to to do so uh, he's willing to do that and again that just goes back into the idea of players really respecting how he operates uh, and that's something that has been i think for a, a season that's off to a very strong start for the kansas city chiefs the most frustrating part about this taylor stuff is that it's diminishing his play on the field because Jawan taylor right. has been great so far he has given the chiefs everything and more in you know the biggest free agent signing of the offseason like he has been exactly what he is billed to be and the Chiefs offensive line has performed really well Patrick Mahomes has more time and less pressure than he's ever had in his entire career through the first few games of the season and all anybody is talking about is these penalties and it's got to be frustrating for him as a player I understand where the team's coming from because it's incredibly frustrating for them like this is a team that would have been up 41 to nothing before halftime last week if it wasn't for one of these bogus penalties. Yeah, I, um, I'm i not surprised that teams, or I should say the officials, have been focused on Jawan Taylor after watching the week one broadcast with the Lions and just the attention that was on him. I It, it does have a sense in the league right now that, that – the chiefs when it comes to these types of things get like picked on a little. I mean, I, I, I side with fans in that way because you do have situations like in 18 when the chiefs don't touch the football over time, nothing changes, but then the chiefs benefit from that. Then it changes. Uh, you see the Philadelphia Eagles, the, the tush push and, uh, that I've been advocating for the, the chiefs to try. I mean, it, it is not entertaining to watch at all. It is a given. The other night, I'm watching the Eagles game. What was it? Monday Night Football. Steve? It's so frustrating. The Buccaneers <laughs> lined up, what, five, four, nine, nine guys sort of in the box, and they couldn't stop it. Like, they knew it was coming. They couldn't stop it. Uh, that wasn't changed this offseason. Uh, but then, you know, something happens with Kansas City, and it seems like, oh, well, now there's going to be an emphasis on, on something. And I saw someone joke on, on Twitter. I can't take credit for this. And I don't remember who, who did it, but someone joked, uh, how, how are we going to change this, this push push thing? That's not entertaining at all. And someone quote tweeted it and said, well, just have the chiefs do it. <laughs> it's like, I don't always, uh, believe like the chief fan and in, in, in playing that victim, but it, it does seem like there's always something where, 
oh, well, Kansas City's benefiting from this. And maybe because it's been the most successful team of the last five years, you just see a little bit of the NFL trying to even the playing field. But it doesn't seem fair. And uh, Andy Reid wanted to call that out. Yeah, and I don't think the Chiefs even need to do the tush push with Patrick Mahomes. Like, we've already no. seen kind of a version of it with Blake Bell. Just stop all, all the trickery because nobody falls for the Blake Bell stuff anymore. Just put him out there and do exactly what the Eagles are doing with Jalen Hurts, and it'll probably be more effective than what they've been doing anyway. So I, yeah. I, I agree. If the Chiefs started to do that, the NFL might look a little closer at it because apparently that's where we're at right now. Uh, it seems unfair to me, but it, it, it's, it's a frustrating thing. But we'll continue to see if the NFL is going to keep this up with Jawan Taylor, if Andy Reid gets fined, if Patrick Mahomes gets fined or whatever. Uh, I, I don't think they care at this point as long as it is no longer a competitive disadvantage for them moving forward. But he's Pete Sweeney. You can follow him on Twitter at PG Sweeney. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. Make sure you're locked into arrowheadpride.com later on this afternoon. We'll have an updated injury report for you. Have it from the podium this afternoon as well, as well as our uh, first look at the New York Jets with the brand new edition of the Great British Chief Show coming up later this afternoon. Uh, with all that, we will talk to you guys tomorrow on the latest edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report.